Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 31, all the way through to chapter 14, verses 1 to 2. So in this section um, of chapter 13, we are going to be looking at the endowment of gifts and the thing that called it forth was that Paul had said in chapter 12, verse 31. Let me just read that. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So, as children of God, we should covert the best gifts, but the Holy Spirit reigns sovereign, still remains sovereign in it all. So we should covert, we should ask for the best gifts. We have the right to actually do that. So the gift that God gives is for the profit and wealth of the church to be helpful. So regardless of the gift, there is a way which the gift should be exercised and that's what's important so here in chapter 13 we have a display of love not a definition so the first three verses we have the preeminence of love that's uh, and then from verse 4 so that's from verse 1 to 3 that's the preeminence of love and then verses 4 to 7 we have the prerogatives of love and verse 8 to verse 13 we have the uh, permanence or perpetuity of love so another definition we have is we have the value of love uh, the virtue of love and the victory of love so that's how we can divide divide it so that's the value of love the virtue of love and the victory of love so in chapter 12, we had the endowment of gifts. Now we have the energy of gifts. So they are to be exercised in love. So without love, because love is the greatest, and without love, um, 
you know you these gifts you know without the um you know putting in love um these gifts are meaningless they're pointless so verse 1 of chapter 13 reads though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love i have become sounding brass or a clanging symbol so here um you know we end up being nothing in the world without love but just like a noisy bell that's what paul is saying so this is the act of emotions of the heart so language without love is noise without melodies sound without soul love gives meaning depth reality and makes it meaningful verse 2 goes on to read and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains and have not love i am nothing so this is an act of the intellect so in verse one it's the heart and now here it's is of the mind so this is the plight of fundamentalism today so we have very busy organizations today you know they do this they do that they do so many things and there is a lack of love it's just you know it's just something that's soulless that's just cold so many churches today and these are conservative churches they are filled with you know a lot of gossip bitterness and hatred and you know there's just no love in it you know they'll preach they know the word they'll preach and all but you know it's just there's just no warmth in it there's no love verse 3 goes on to read and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be to be burned but have no love it profits me nothing so this is the act of the will so love is the fruit of the holy spirit so we are told to convert honestly the best gift and not selfishly but they are to be exercised in love and only the spirit of god can do that so love is the act of the will this is the preeminence of love verse 4 goes on to read love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself uh, is not puffed up so here we have the prerogatives of love so love is patient and love is you know love is impossible without kindness so paul said in ephesians be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god for christ's sake forgave you and if we look at ephesians 4 32 it reads and be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you so that's what paul is saying in ephesians you know um love is impossible without kindness 
So now we are, we have the negative side here. And that's from verse 5 to verse 7. And let's... In... First Corinthians, yes. Um, so verse 5 reads, Does... Um, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in inequality, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So love does not envy. It's content. Life today is filled with a lot of inequalities and love recognizes that it is satisfied with its lot in life with the position or what it has in life um so envy that's the first murder actually if we if we go back in scripture the first murder that's in genesis was caused by envy cain killed his brother abel because of envy and this is the great sin of the ministry so john the baptist said he must increase and i must decrease so um, that there was an example of of of, of um, envy with uh, Cain and Abel, a uh, Cain and Abel, and then we have an example of envy because love does not envy. Um, look at Jonathan, Jonathan and David. Um, Jonathan loved David. He didn't envy David. He loved David like his brother, and he didn't envy him. And then love is not boastful or ostentatious. You know, you have a lot of people who pride themselves and boast. I have this. I can do this. Um, love is not like that. Love is not puffed up. So it it doesn't, you know, travel near. Like if you get, um, like the example that Dr. Jeeva McGee keeps giving, you know, um, a balloon or a tube for a tire. It's all puffed up with air. Um, and that's superficial. You know, if you prick a needle into it it's gonna get deflated so love is not um peculiar or strange or rude love does not seek its own um it inquires into motives so you know it, it asks why are you doing what you're doing because a lot of people have a lot of motive for doing certain things, like even just for helping the poor or, you know, for just doing a kind act. Everyone has a motive. So um, so love inquires, you know, why are you doing it? Are you doing it out of love? So um, is it out of love for Christ? Um, you know, or, is, you know, the secret of service. So, you know, some people, they do great things for Christ and people just don't don't even know about it uh which is a good thing you know they're doing it out for christ other people just do it for popularity or they're seeking a position in church or they just want to look good um you know something for their uh, resume so love is not easily provoked it doesn't have a bad temper so love oh and i have like a lot of examples of people with like really bad tempers so love does not think any evil Verse 6 goes on to read, does not rejoice in, in inequality, but rejoices in the truth. So what brings joy to your heart? Bad or good? You know, there's people who actually rejoice in other people's um, misery. So it should be good. Something good. It, 
if it happens to someone else, if it happens to you, if it happens to like even people you don't know, like it should bring joy to your heart. Verse 7 goes on to read, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So love puts up an umbrella for others. So love believes all things. So love doesn't mean we are um, credulous, but it means we are not suspicious. So, you know, love is as an umbrella for everyone, you know, put some sunshine in someone's life. So love hopes all things. It's actually optimistic. It's hard for people to be optimistic, but love is optimistic. So love endures all things. It remains strong through testing. So now we come to the preeminence of love. That's the victory of love. Verse 8 goes on to read, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Where, Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. So love actually is eternal. Yeah, you know, God's love is eternal. It's actually permanent. And, you know, that's a good thing. So it looks beyond the bounds of time and space. It takes eternity in its embrace. It's deathless, never defeated or disappoints. And Christ never ceases loving us. We can't do anything to actually make him stop loving us. No sinner has actually committed an unpardonable sin. Even if one is in a state of unbelief, we can't keep him from loving us. We can get out of the rain, but we can't help keep the rain from falling. Um, you know, people put up that you know umbrella of resistance to Christ, but that doesn't stop the love of Christ from, um, from, from you know, from beaming on us, or yeah, for lack of a better term. So, um, prophecies will be fulfilled, as scripture says, tongues will end, knowledge will vanish. Um, for example, since back then, is it's now actually uh, different from today. Knowledge has become progressive. You know, now we're in a tech world, it's easy to just actually um, get information and all. So, you know, these things shall come to pass, but love is permanent. Love is constant. Love is always there. Love is eternal. Verse 9 goes on to read, and I'll read down through verse 12. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will one will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Verse 12, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am, just as I also am known. So we will know our loved ones in heaven. You know, a lot of people, we tend to ask, are we going to recognize our loved ones in heaven? You know, um, someone died young and then, you know, we don't know when the millennial kingdom is coming, but will we, will we know our loved ones? Yes, we will know our loved ones in heaven. For now we see through a dimly lit, through a dimly mirror, you know, we know part of the truth. So we don't really know each other. We just see what we see like i i I don't know you 
you don't know me like I, I have friends and family and you know this is what I am seeing at face value um, but when we when Christ comes when we are in the when we go to heaven uh, in the millennial kingdom we will know each other um, verse 13 goes on to read and now abide faith hope love these three but the greatest is of these is love so all of this will actually be fulfilled so the object of faith hope will, will be realized there will be no longer hope it will actually disappear there will be no need for hope because you know we're looking for that blessed hope and we will be there and love will actually abide you know among all these th three things that's um faith hope and love love is the greatest so paul is not describing uh, an abstract term love he's actually writing a biography of jesus christ having loved his own in the world he loved them through to the end so christ will never stop loving us we haven't committed the end part of sin he will never we are the ones who end, who stop the love of Christ from shining down on us by putting up an umbrella of resistance. But Christ will know his love will always shine on all of us. We can't get out of the rain, but we can't keep the rain from fall. But we can keep the rain from falling on us by putting up that umbrella. So, um, chapter four. Uh, oh, sorry, chapter 14, I mean, verse 1 reads, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So whatever gifts you have, exercise it in love. That's what Paul is actually saying. And, um, you know, desire spiritualities and not carnalities. So he's saying uh, here that get away from this business of speaking in tongues and rather you prophesy you know you speak the word of god instead of speaking in tongues something that you know no one can actually even understand then what's the point verse 2 goes on to read for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries so there were no unknown tongues again there were no unknown tongues on the day of pentecost each man heard him speaking in his own tongue and they understood each other you know everyone was speaking like on the day of pentecost i may be speaking french another person may be speaking um my mother tongue bember uh, but we are understanding each other because the spirit of god is at work so it wasn't an unknown tongue. These were tongues that were spoken um, by each and every individual from different parts. And they understood each other. Okay, so this has been an amazing study. Very tenderhearted. Um, I've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant Friday. Bye-bye. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 31, all the way through to chapter 14, verses 1 <clears throat> to 2.
So in this section um, of chapter 13, we are going to be looking at the endowment of gifts. And the thing that called it forth was that Paul had said in chapter 12, verse 31. Let me just read that. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So, as children of God, we should covert the best gifts, but the Holy Spirit reigns sovereign, still remains sovereign in it all. So, we should covert, we should ask for the best gifts. We have the right to actually do that. So the gift that God gives is for the profit and wealth of the church to be helpful. So regardless of the gift, there is a way which the gift should be exercised. And that's what's important. So here in chapter 13, we have a display of love, not a definition. So the first three verses, we have the preeminence of love that's uh and then from verse four so that's from verse one to three that's the preeminence of love and then verses four to seven we have the prerogatives of love and verse eight to verse 13 we have the uh, permanence or perpetuity of love so another definition we have is we have the value of love, uh, the virtue of love, and the victory of love. So that's how we can divide divide it. So that's the value of love, the virtue of love, and the victory of love. So in chapter 12, we had the endowment of gifts. Now we have the energy of gifts. So they are to be exercised in love. So without love, because love is the greatest and without love um you know you th these gifts you know without the um you know putting in love um these gifts are meaningless they're pointless so verse 1 of chapter 13 reads though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. So here, um, you know, we end up being nothing in the world without love, but just like a noisy bell. That's what Paul is saying. So this is the act of emotions of the heart so language without love is noise without melodies sound without soul love gives meaning depth reality and makes it meaningful verse 2 goes on to read and though i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. 
So this is an act of the intellect. So in verse 1, it's the heart, and now here, it is of the mind. So this is the plight of fundamentalism today. So we have very busy organizations today. You know, they do this, they do that, they do so many things. And there is a lack of love. It's just, you know, it's just something that's soulless, that's just cold. So many churches today, and these are conservative churches, they are filled with, you know, a lot of gossip, bitterness and hatred. And, you know, there's just no love in it. You know, they'll preach, they know the word, they'll preach and all. But, you know, it's just there's just no warmth in it there's no love verse 3 goes on to read and though i bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though i give my body to be to be burned but have no love it profits me nothing so this is the act of the will so love is the fruit of the holy spirit so we are told to convert honestly the best gift and not selfishly, but they are to be exercised in love. And only the Spirit of God can do that. So love is the act of the will. This is the preeminence of love. Verse 4 goes on to read, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Uh, is not puffed up. So here... We have the prerogatives of love. So love is patient. And love is, you know, love is impossible without kindness. So Paul said in Ephesians, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave you. And if we look at Ephesians 4.32... It reads, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So that's what Paul is saying in Ephesians. You know, um, love is impossible without kindness. So now we, are, we have the negative side here. And that's from verse 5 to verse 7. And that's in... first corinthians yes um so verse five reads does um does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked thinks no evil does not rejoice in inequality but rejoices in the truth bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things so love does not envy it's content. Life today is filled with a lot of inequalities and love recognizes that it is satisfied with its lot in life, with the position or what it has in life. Um, so envy, that's the first murder actually, if we, if we go back in scripture. The first murder that's in Genesis was caused by envy. Cain killed his brother Abel because of envy and this is the great sin of the ministry so john the baptist said he must increase and i must decrease so um that there was an example of of, of um envy 
with uh, Cain and Abel. A uh, Cain and Abel, and then we have an example of envy because love does not envy. Um, look at Jonathan, Jonathan and David. Um, Jonathan loved David. He didn't envy David. He loved David like his brother, and he didn't envy him. And then love is not boastful or ostentatious. You know, you have a lot of people who pride themselves and boast. I have this. I can do this. Um, love is not like that. Love is not puffed up, so it it doesn't, you know, travel near. Like if you get, um, like the example that Dr. Jiva McGee keeps giving, you know, um, a balloon or a tube for a tire. It's all puffed up with air, um, and that's superficial. You know, if you prick a needle into it, it's gonna get deflated. So love is not um, peculiar or strange or rude love does not seek its own um it inquires into motives so you know it, it asks why are you doing what you're doing because a lot of people have a lot of motive for doing certain things like even just for helping the poor or you know for just doing a kind act everyone has a motive so um so love inquires you know why are you doing it are you doing it out of love so um is it out of love for Christ, um, you know, or, is, you know, the secret of service? So, you know, some people, they do great things for Christ and people just don't, don't even know about it, uh, which is a good thing. You know, they're doing it out for Christ. Other people just do it for popularity or they're seeking a position in church or they just want to look good, um, you know, something for their uh, resume. So love is not easily provoked. It doesn't have a bad temper. So love, oh, and I have like a lot of examples of people with like really bad tempers. So love does not think any evil. Verse six goes on to read, does not rejoice in, in inequality, but rejoices in the truth. So what brings joy to your heart? Bad or good? You know, there's people who actually rejoice in other people's um, misery. So it should be good. Something good. It if it happens to someone else, if it happens to you, if it happens to, like, even people you don't know, like, it should bring joy to your heart. Verse 7 goes on to read, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So love puts up an umbrella for others. So love believes all things. So love doesn't mean we are um, credulous, but it means we are not suspicious. So, you know, love is as an umbrella for everyone you know put some sunshine in someone's life so love hopes all things it's actually optimistic it's hard for people to be optimistic but love is optimistic so love endures all things it remains strong through testing so now we come to the preeminence of love that's the victory of love verse 8 goes on to read love never fails but whether there are our prophecies they will fail where whether there are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away so love actually is eternal yeah you know god's love is eternal it's actually permanent and you know that's a good thing so it looks beyond the bounds of time and space it takes eternity in its embrace it's deathless never defeated or disappoints 
and Christ never ceases loving us. We can't do anything to actually make him stop loving us. No sinner has actually committed an unpardonable sin. Even if one is in a state of unbelief, we can't keep him from loving us. We can get out of the rain, but we can't help keep the rain from falling. Um, you know, people put up that you know umbrella of resistance to Christ, but that doesn't stop the love of Christ from, um, from from you know, <laughs> from beaming on us. Or, yeah, for lack of a better term. So um, prophecies will be fulfilled, as Scripture says. Tongues will end. Knowledge will vanish. Um, for example since back then is it's now actually uh different from today knowledge has become progressive you know now we're in a tech world it's easy to just actually um get information and all so you know these things shall come to pass but love is permanent love is constant love is always there love is eternal verse 9 goes on to read and i'll read down through verse 12 for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect has come then that which is in part will one will be done away when i was a child i spoke as a child i understood as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things verse 12 for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am, just as I also am known. So we will know our loved ones in heaven. You know, a lot of people, we tend to ask, are we going to recognize our loved ones in heaven? You know, um, someone died young and then, you know, we don't know when the millennial kingdom is coming, but will we, will we know our loved ones? Yes, we will know our loved ones in heaven. For now we see through a dimly lit through a dimly mirror you know we know part of the truth so we don't really know each other we just see what we see like i i, I don't know you you don't know me like i i have friends and family and you know this is what i am seeing at face value um but when we when christ comes when we are in the when we go to heaven uh, in the millennial kingdom we will know each other um verse 13 goes on to read and now abide faith hope love these three but the greatest is of these is love so all of this will actually be fulfilled so the object of faith hope will, will be realized there will be no longer hope it will actually disappear. There will be no need for hope because, you know, we're looking for that blessed hope and we will be there. And love will actually abide. You know, among all these th three things, that's um, faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest. So Paul is not describing uh, an abstract term, love. He's actually writing a biography of Jesus Christ. Having loved his own in the world, he loved them through to the end so christ will never stop loving us we haven't committed the unpardonable sin he will never we are the ones who end who stop the love of christ from shining down on us by putting up an umbrella of resistance but christ will never his love will always shine on all of us 
we can't get out of the rain but we can't keep the rain from fall but we can keep the rain from falling on us by putting up that umbrella so um chapter four uh, oh sorry chapter 14 i mean verse one reads pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy so whatever gifts you have exercise it in love that's what paul is actually saying and um you know desire spiritualities and not carnalities so he's saying uh here that get away from this business of speaking in tongues and rather you prophesy you know you speak the word of god instead of speaking in tongues something that you know no one can actually even understand then what's the point verse 2 goes on to read for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries so there were no unknown tongues again there were no unknown tongues on the day of pentecost each man heard him speaking in his own tongue and they understood each other you know everyone was speaking like on the day of pentecost i may be speaking french another person may be speaking um my mother tongue member uh, but we are understanding each other because the spirit of god is at work so it wasn't an unknown tongue these were tongues that were spoken um by each and every individual from different parts and they understood each other okay so this has been an amazing study very tender-hearted um i've enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did thank you all for listening in god bless you all and have a pleasant friday bye-bye